The tragedy that took place in Orlando on June 12th shares one essential trait with similar attacks that have taken place on American soil. They were committed by self-proclaimed devout Muslims intent on bringing jihad, holy war, to our country, believing the murder of innocent people is a religious duty according to their interpretation of Islam. This is not Islamophobia, as the cultural elites and politically correct whine loudly in an effort to silence common sense. This is what the Islamic terrorists tell us, what their religious leaders tell us, what their organizational websites tell us. And we are fools if we do not take them seriously. This bizarre distortion of theology morphed into violent ideology is what compelled army major and psychiatrist Nidal Hassan to murder 13 people at the Fort Hood Army Base on November 3, 2009. Mohammed Youssef Abdulziz to murder four Marines at two military installations in Chattanooga on July 16, 2015. Husband and wife team Tashfeen Malik and Syed Rizwan Farouk to murder 14 people in San Bernardino, California on December 2nd, 2015. And now for Omar Mateen to murder 49 people at a gay nightclub in Orlando on June 12th. This ideology may now be motivating others in our country right now to plot similar acts of violence against us. And what are the reactions to these atrocities? The first to look at, it, look at is that of our government. It insists on studiously avoiding the expression Islamic terrorism or any similar wording that would link the atrocities with Islam for fear that Muslims in our country would be offended or victimized. Okay. Then who committed these crimes? Presbyterians, perhaps? Catholics? Jews? Mormons? Atheists? Vegetarians? Hippies? Hare Krishnas, all in the name of their religious beliefs? The inescapable fact is this. These evils were committed by Muslim men and women in the name of their God, according to their interpretation of Islam. The refusal of our government to admit this, the refusal to acknowledge this distorted religious belief system used to justify such horrors, the refusal to name the enemy without which it is impossible to win a war, is alarming. It's irresponsible. It's insane. It amounts to government's refusal to take seriously its primary responsibility, which is not the creation of gender-free bathrooms, but the protection of its citizens. 
On July 4th, we will celebrate the 240th anniversary of our nation's founding. But have we reached a point where Americans are left with little choice but to be very distrustful of our government leaders? Their deliberate refusal to acknowledge the role of Islam and the origin of these crimes suggests that our government has very little trust, very little faith in the common sense of the people. Government underestimates that the average American tends to be pretty darn fair-minded when drawing judgments, whatever his or her religion or non-religion, whatever his or her level of education. The majority of us do not hold an entire group responsible for the actions of a few. We know that most Muslims in our country strive to be good citizens and deeply resent the way their religion is being hijacked and abused. Some of their religious leaders have spoken out, condemning those crimes as a violation of Islam, which puts them at risk. Some with tremendous bravery have even said there are elements of Islam that need to be reformed which I have no doubt puts them on the radicals' hit list. But the average American is also savvy enough to know that as long as there are those who live among us who will abuse their religion to justify the murder of those they call unbelievers or infidels, claiming it a religious duty, we will take them at their word and be vigilant. So if we understand this, why doesn't our government? Our nation can no longer afford the political correctness that has dominated government's thinking and policymaking. Another reaction to look at is that of our cultural elites. Recently, I think it's just happened maybe a couple of days after the slaughter in Orlando, an American Civil Liberties Union attorney, Chase Strangio, blamed the Christian right for the atmosphere of homophobia that led to the massacre of those men and women who attended the gay nightclub in Orlando. Jonathan Katz, a professor at the University of Buffalo, and Mark Stern, a writer for Slate Periodical, have expressed similar views. So there you go. You want someone to blame? Blame the Christians. It's certainly much safer to do. After all, we don't have any Christian suicide bombers to worry about or Christian terrorist sleeping cells waiting for the Reverend Billy Graham or the Reverend Rick Warren or Pope Francis to awaken to declare holy war against non-believers. Our cultural elites dismiss the facts that the Islamic terrorist Omar Mateen was a Muslim who embraced a radical interpretation of Islam had nothing to do with Christianity and who apparently was very conflicted about his own sexual orientation. The difficulty, one is tempted to call it our national shame, that we are so afraid to admit 
is that we live in and we tolerate a grossly immature society where truth based on facts no longer matters. It's political correctness. It's the intensity of feelings and the seriousness of accusations that have become the new truth and the guiding principles for taking action. It is quite true that our church, other Christian churches, as well as many Jewish and Muslim religious leaders, reject gay marriage and homosexual behavior. We will not change our teachings on these moral issues, and that is what so infuriates the cultural elites who respond with increasingly irrational hatred toward us, trying to make us conform to their vision. They refuse to understand that in being faithful to the truth, we do not see men and women with a homosexual orientation as less human, or that we condone acts of violence and hatred against them. If a disciple of Jesus does, it's a sin. And it certainly does not mean we condone the crime, the sin of murder, that cries out to God for justice. Those murdered in that nightclub were not simply gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgendered men and women. Our faith teaches us one sexual orientation does not define who one is as a person. Our faith tells us that first and foremost, those people were made in the love and the image of God. They had personal hopes, struggles, aspirations. They had futures. They had families and friends who loved them and who must now lay them to rest and mourn them. And they were citizens whose fundamental right, the right to life, was deliberately and brutally ripped away from them by a man who claimed to do it in the name of his God. It is time to ignore the utter madness of political correctness and start speaking the truth. It is time to allow common sense to prevail. It is time for our society to grow up.